and get. Now, we've been reading Galatians this week. Okay, so when I say we've been reading Galatians, that means anybody that's participating in our journals, right? Um, In the front of this journal, there's a Bible reading plan. We're reading through. You can pick up any week you want. You didn't have to start in Mark. You can pick up any week we want. But, I mean, just just to encourage us that have been going since day one, we've read all of Mark, we've read all of James, and we've read all of Galatians. Bam! And I've got like one-third of this book already filled in with, with journal and notes of what God's saying to me through His Word. Now remember, God doesn't just speak through His Word. He will also speak to you through His Spirit. Right? So some pages need to have a little like spirit touch to them too. So don't, don't forget that part. Alright. You can pick up a journal on the back table or if you come to start to grow, I'll give you a journal there. And we'd love to have you participate in this. Okay? I do want to say something about start to grow. I do think it'd be good for everyone to go to that at some point. Um, and we have enough lunches. I think we have five or six extra lunches. So if you're like, I don't have lunch plans today. I'd love to come. Great. You're in. I just signed you up. All right? So just come to the Rocket Center and we'll have fun together. We'll eat lunch together. It's just like an hour. It's informal. It's interactive. I've changed everything that we used to do before. I wonder why. And it's all new. All right? We want you to grow with God. All right. That was my shameless plug. I'm back to freedom. Freedom to deviate today? In our huddle, we said Jesus on two. Freedom to deviate today. All right? Good. All right. Perfect. All right. So here's the thing. In Galatians, which some have called guilt-free Christianity. I'm not fond of the word Christianity, but some have called Galatians guilt-free Christianity. Right? In Galatians, we have dynamite. It's actually a corrective book. Right? He's correcting something that they're doing that's wrong. Pastors don't like that. Because then that means I have to bring a certain tone of correction with you, right? But do I? I don't know. Really, my tone depends on where you're at, right? If you're like thinking the gospel is something more than it really is, then I want to say no. If you're thinking the gospel is something less than it really is, then I want to say no. But if you're thinking the gospel is what it really is, the true gospel, then I want to say yes! And go with that, right? Let's go with the gospel. So, let me pray, and then we're going to get into this. I just want to say this quick phrase. For freedom, Christ has set us free. For freedom, Christ has set us free. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for another day to live, to breathe, to grow, to serve you. God, I have this sense in my own life and spirit that I just don't understand freedom the way you want to portray it today. And so it's the hardest thing for me to stand in the pulpit and say I want to speak as of the oracles of God when I don't fully grasp how awesome the freedom is that I have. Can you open my eyes, God? You say, look, can I... Open my eyes to see your freedom for what it really is. The gospel for it really is. 
Can you open the eyes? I'm asking you for a miracle today, God. Would you bind the spirits that are clouding our eyes? Would you bind the things from our society and our country and our city and our state that are binding our eyes? And would you enlighten us through the Holy Spirit to see Jesus in the cross the way you see Jesus in the cross? Please, God. I pray it with fervency and desperation because we need more of your freedom. Especially now. I pray these things in the strong and mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Okay, now I want to break that down. That's Galatians 5.1. You can turn to Galatians 5.1 if you want. For freedom, Christ, who's Christ? Christ is a word for Messiah, who is, okay, I expected everybody to know that. So I need to do a better job after 10 years of teaching us. Okay? It's Jesus! Right? Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. For freedom, Jesus has set us free. So I want you to think about it this way. Everybody say, for freedom. Like, do you want freedom? Because I, sometimes it's just rote, right? Like, just for freedom. Like, I want freedom! Like, there's a desperation in that. Remember, we're in a series called Urgency, right? More urgency. I mean, more desperation for true freedom. Even in the midst of chaos, which our world is chaos, we can be completely free of it right now. All right, so, for freedom. Go ahead, say it. For freedom, Christ, Jesus, Christ, has set us free. Go ahead, say, has set us free. That's the message today. It's so tiny, but it's so profound. And he goes on, and the whole book of Galatians is trying to explain that one phrase. He starts in chapter 1, and he's like, you guys, get a clue. Who tripped you up? Even if an angel comes to you and says something different than what I preach, the gospel, let him be accursed. Right? There are such a thing as evil angels, correct? Who would come as an angel of light and would trip you up to think you know something you don't know? <laughs> be careful. Spirits are a real thing. For freedom, Christ has set us free. I don't yet understand this. I prayed that because I mean it. I have been racking my brain in study, asking the Holy Spirit to give me clarity all week. And I'm telling you, this well is deep. Freedom in Christ is vast. I don't know if I'll ever get to the bottom before I see Jesus face to face. But I want to. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I can and I want to. We don't fully understand or grasp the love, the grace of God, the freedom we have, and that's perfect. Because if we did, we wouldn't need Galatians. Right? If we were like, oh yeah, I got it. Then it's like, hey, well, Galatians isn't for you. Not Galatians for you. Galatians not for you. Right? 
That's it. So Paul is talking to people who didn't get it either. And so he's giving them something that they don't get. Right? That's, is it good to know something that you don't know? Is it good to get corrected or turned in a direction just so that it's clear? If, if you're there, just to make this point a little stronger, Galatians chapter 4. If you're there, um, in verse, it's chapter 4, I'm pretty sure, but let me find it. I'm in Ephesians, that's not going to help. Yeah, it's chapter 4, verse 16. Just look at it real quick. This is Paul talking to his spiritual children. He calls them little children. He calls them uh, loved ones. He calls them little ones. Because he's their daddy, right? Not God the Father daddy, but like he's, he's their spiritual father. And here's what he says in verse 16. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? Right? I'm going to tell you the truth today. And it might not jive with what other pastors have told you. It might not jive with what you've heard from your mom and dad or your spiritual mentors. But I'm telling you, like Paul, this is the gospel. Let anyone saying anything else be accursed. That's what Galatians is saying. That's solid. That's, 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 <laughs> So these people say they're saved. Let's get that under control. Do you say that you're saved? Yes, I say I'm saved. Good, perfect. Uh, but they're still trying to gain favor with God by walking or working out their way to Him through works, keeping the Old Testament law, traditions, rules, do's and don'ts. Does that sound familiar? Do you say you're saved? I do. Do you still try to work out your salvation with fear and trembling? Try to get to God? Do you still try to like, uh, but if I do these things, if I go to church today, won't it be better for me? That's the part I don't get. Doesn't God want us to work? He does, but with what spirit? With a spirit of striving? With a spirit of, I'm crawling my way to God? Or with a different spirit? The Holy Spirit that knows you're connected to God. And so you relax into God's freedom versus strive to meet a list of do's and don'ts. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a church it was all about, if you do this, you're good. If you don't do that, you're good. Right? Anybody else relate to that? Anybody else been in religion? That's religion. If I don't do that, good boy, that's a sticker for you. Right? If I do, I mean, I went to a Christian school. Literally. I would get stickers on a chart for doing good things. And I would get demerits for doing bad things. Literally. Do you feel like God is a scorekeeper? That He's up in heaven going, up, oh, strike, get back in the lines, foul ball, you know, incompletion. Get all the sports you want. I don't, God's not like that. God's not in a constant state of judgment against you. There will be a day of judgment. The Bible is very clear about that. Jesus is the judge, the righteous one. But He's not up there right now at the Father's right hand going, 
Oh, Abe did it again. Look at that. God, he's interceding on your behalf. God, I paid for that. Hey, Father, that's your son. Do you see me? I'm perfect. That's what he looks like. He's interceding for you. He's not pointing out your faults. We've got to get rid of this whack-a-mole God idea. Like God has some kind of like stick, and if you stick your head up, he's just like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like some kind of high score if he gets really good at it. We've got to get rid of that idea. So, hey, we need a breakthrough today. I need a breakthrough today. I hope that you came with an open and a hungry heart, desperate for more freedom. We need a breakthrough today. Only God can give that breakthrough. I've already said to you, I don't got it. So I'm asking for it at the same time you're getting it. A breakthrough of freedom. We desperately need more of God's freedom, true freedom in our lives. So, look at Galatians chapter 5. I'm just going to read this, and then I'm going to preach a few points, and then we're going to practice some participation together. Hopefully you've heard from God this week and you have something to say. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm. And do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look. Now this is key. He wants you to see something. Look, people. Are you looking with eyes or spiritual eyes? Right? Now look with spiritual eyes. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, physical example, of what? Whatever in your life you feel you need to apply to the blood of Christ to make it better. Infant baptism. Then that's your circumcision, right? Confirmation. Then that's your circumcision. I can go down the list. Doing good works. Giving to the church. Serving. Whatever you want it to say. Sitting in the same pew every Sunday. Whatever, dude. Don't get tripped up in physical eyes on circumcision. Think about the spiritual eyes that would let you see where you are trying to cut away the flesh, right? By adding something to your own works or your own life or your own spirituality. Okay, just be clear. Christ will be of no advantage for you if you try to like do it on your own. Try to add things to it. I testify again to every man that who accepts circumcision. So not women, you're disputed. Is that how it goes? Just men? Am I only preaching to men today? No. Do women accept circumcision? Spiritually speaking, yes. They can. Right? That's why it's spiritual, not physical. He's giving an example. And he is obligated to keep the whole law. So if you accept one law, one of the 613, then you're obligated to keep all 613. Do you want to sign up for that? I don't want that. Praise the Lord for Jesus. He's like, I got it. Back to Abraham, back to faith, back to promise. I love that. So what good's the law? I'll get to that in a second. You are severed from Christ. Does anybody want to be separated from Christ? That's strong language. 
You who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. Wow. This message is about grace. I love it. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. How you look physically doesn't matter to God. But only faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion is not from Him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Do you mean if somebody here, just one of us, thinks the wrong thing about the Gospel? You know what leaven does, right? It spreads. If one person leaves here thinking, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. This is their true Gospel. Then that leaven can spread through the whole congregation. That's what he's saying. He's being very clear. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view. And the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty, whoever he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I being persecuted? You know you get persecuted for thinking grace is a thing? That's what he's saying. Grace over law, you're going to suffer persecution. They're going to be like, no, you got to do it like this. Why? Why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who, un, uh, who unsettled you would emasculate themselves. Now that's strong language. I'm like, Paul, what? You're wishing they would cut themselves? What I say Walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Has anybody felt that in their life? I have. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't get the gospel wrong. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, proud, provoking one another, envying one another. Sounds like he's kind of down on self-righteous religion to me. Sounds like he's kind of down on sinful behavior in the name of grace to me. All right, let me throw some things on the wall to make this stick. We're talking about freedom. 
For freedom, Christ has set you free. For freedom, Christ has set you free. So here's the first thing. The wrong view detected and dismantled. Paul is taking a view of Christ and saying, that's wrong, I'm detecting it in you, and I'm going to dismantle it in front of you. If you read Galatians, you saw how he did that even with Peter. He's like, Peter, wait, 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 this is going off. You're a mess, bro. Like, you acted like this, and now you're acting like that? What, partiality? Were you not there at Acts, whatever, when, when God showed you the sheet? That was Acts 10, right? Get a clue phone, bro. Like, wake up. You had the vision. You taught everybody how to live. Now you aren't living like it? What's wrong with you? He detects it and he dismantles it. Even in the life of Peter. Nobody's above this. Here's the first point. Freedom does not come by following rules and traditions. I thought I'd get an amen. You like your traditions? You like like having to do Christmas every year? Like Christmas is a tradition? He did mention in there days and times and seasons. Just to be clear. Like how deep do you want this to cut? Does this affect Christmas? Does this affect Easter? It's Christmas every day. Jesus was born. It's Easter every day. Jesus was risen. That's a hard message. Nobody wants to hear that because that's countercultural. We've got to have our little service. We've got to have our... We celebrated 10-year anniversary last week. I get it. Times, seasons, dates. It's all about the heart. Why do we celebrate what we celebrate? Right? Is it in Jesus' name? Or is it in the world's culture name? Right? Or is it in the church tradition name? Why do we do the things we do? Are you willing to even peel back that much of yourself to get to their heart? To why you really do the things you do and to test yourself on it. True freedom does not come by following a list of do's and don'ts. It doesn't. We thought it did. We all, wa- we all once thought it did. We all once thought it did. If you saying it, you didn't think that, <laughs> you know where liars go? To heaven if they're saved. Okay? Just to be clear. It's not a rules thing. It's not a tradition thing. Jesus, look at all the New Testament, right? All the Gospels. Jesus is like, you guys need to stop. You guys need to stop with your traditions and your rules and your Old Testament, yada, yada, yada. And you need to get on the spirit plan. I am bringing something that is beyond your comprehension. He tries to tell them. They still don't get it. Second thing, freedom, okay? True freedom does not mean you can do whatever you want whenever you want, because I think when you get the other thing abolished in your life, you're like, ah, it's not rules and traditions, I can go drinking! Let's go! I'm over 21, 
I've never drank in my life. Let's go. It's not about rules and traditions. My parents told me I couldn't go to movies. It was somehow evil. Don't play cards. They're of the devil. They might be, but not to me. Because I'm anointed by Christ. There's all these things people say, people do. If you watch the news, ooh, man. Like, everybody's got an opinion. The only opinion that matters is Jesus Christ. What is He saying to you through His Holy Spirit about what you should and shouldn't do? Are you even listening to Him? That's the whole exercise of this whole year. Listen to God. Listen to God. Listen to God. Listen to God. That's what the exercise of the whole year is. More and more of listening to the voice of God. Once you get this down, you're like, I'm just going to go berserk. I can do whatever I want. I can eat whatever I want. I'm going to be at flap doodles nonstop. They closed on Monday. I'm going to have to double up on Sunday so that I can get my Monday fix. You'll just go berserk. Seriously. There's times of feasting and there's times of fasting. Let God determine which one you're in right now. The second point is so important. And you see it there in verse 13. For you were all called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. Don't bite and devour one another. There's been enough of that. Right? I mean... I don't have to say anymore. There's been enough of that. Let's, let's get our eyes off of rules and regulations. Let's not go to the other extreme over here of I get to do whatever I want whenever I want. And let's go, I'm listening to God. When He tells me what to do, I'm doing it right off. Well, that sounds like the Gospel. Okay, well, that's the second thing here. The true view of the Gospel, literally, Defined and defended. This is where true freedom lies. So Paul takes these things and he, he goes through it. So Paul's message to the church, I'm just throw it up really quick. Paul's message to the church in Galatians is defend the true gospel. That's chapters 1 and 2. And then he says, well, let me define for you the gospel. You're saved by faith. Justification comes through Jesus Christ, right? And then he goes, and that's chapters 2 and 3, and then he says, let me describe to you the gospel a little bit. And he pulls out all these colorful pictures. He's like, well, there's a slave, and then there's a son, right? And there's adoption, and he pulls out all these different physical things to try to get you to understand, to describe the gospel for you. And then he ends with chapters 5 and 6, which we're focused on, is devoting yourself to the gospel. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Now, have you figured out the, like, the grammar of that yet? Here, in the middle is the cross, right? Christ. We're all good with that? I'll leave this up here. Christ. Okay, you got this? All right. Do you read right to left? All right, so we're going here, right? You're going to read this way? All right. For freedom, is that over here? No. The cross is here. Timeline. For freedom's over here. That's the rest of your life. Christ has set you free. 
on this side of the cross, okay, Christ has set you free, cross, now for freedom. That's it. The message is for freedom. Now you get to go with Christ for freedom. Here's the thing. Freedom is experiencing complete forgiveness in Jesus. I have this sense you don't understand what that means. Because I still wrestle with it. Just about the time I think I'm down the pipe, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even think I'm going to sin again today. The Holy Spirit is so strong. It's so, like, I think I'm just going to walk with Him, in step with Him. Oh, back, okay, go, okay. I don't even think sin's going to be an issue. All of a sudden, something happens, and I'm like upside down in the ditch. What happened? It was going so well. And then I'm falling and I can't get up. It's that moment where you have to remember you have experienced the freedom of forgiveness in Christ. You know how I beat sexual sin? It wasn't by beating myself up every time I slipped up. How I beat sexual sin, how the Holy Spirit delivered me, let's say it correctly, from sexual sin is by grace through faith. That's it. It wasn't try harder. It wasn't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It wasn't get filters here and there. It was Holy Spirit dose of forgiveness and grace. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Nothing else matters. Do you know that God loves you? Do you know He's forgiven everything you've ever done, are doing now, the thing you're planning to do when you get home today, forgiven. Maybe that'll stop you in your tracks. And anything you'll ever do. I'm not cheapening grace. This isn't hyper-grace. This is just grace. Freedom is experiencing complete forgiveness in Jesus. Second thing. Freedom is trusting and following the Holy Spirit in this life. You don't have to wait for heaven someday. It'll be fine. No. Today it can be fine. Walk in step with the Holy Spirit and you will have victory over sin and death. Now, freedom is trusting and following the Holy Spirit in this life. Let Him do His perfect work in you now, today. Don't wait. Someday I'm going to see Jesus face to face. You can see Jesus right now. Get your spiritual eyes open. He's here. He's working. It's not in your heart and my life for sure. Alright, so i got to wrap this up. How to live out God's freedom today. How do I live out God's freedom today? And I think He gives this to us pretty clearly. He does it right there. He says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. What does He say? Stand firm. What should I stand firm on? He's called the rock, right? Stand firm by faith in Jesus. 
stand firm that Jesus has it covered. It's done. It's finished. When he was on the cross, what did he say? It's finished! So why do we keep returning to, right under here it says, do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Why do we keep returning to the Old Testament law, the slavery, the sin? Why do we keep... Your, your shackles are gone. You're not bound. I don't know what you're struggling with today. I don't know what you came in here with, but you're free walking out. Repent and be free. Return to God and be free. Completely free. Stand firm by faith in Jesus. There's the second thing. Walk forward by trusting the Spirit. Now just look at verses 16 through 26. Look at verses 16 through 26. You got it? Look at verse 16. See it right from the Word. How many times does he say, by the Spirit? Of the Spirit. By the Spirit. Of the Spirit. How do we live out this Christian life? The Spirit has to be heavily involved if you're going to have any sort of vibrant, healthy, vertical Christian life. The Holy Spirit has to be not only in you for your edification, but on you for others. Okay? He says, walk by the Spirit. And the way to detect, he gives it away here. The way to uh, detect whether you're walking by the Spirit or not is, he says it right here, and the desires of the Spirit. So check your desires. What are your desires for? That'll tell you whether you're walking by the Spirit or not. All right, he keeps going. He says, verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're like, well, how do I know if I'm led by the Spirit? Maybe you don't say that. When I read that, I say that. How do I know if I'm led by the Spirit? Keep reading. But the fruit of the Spirit... You'll know if you're being led by the Spirit if you see the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Am I walking by the Spirit? Check your desires. Am I led by the Spirit? Check your fruit. And look at verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Am I living by the Spirit? Are you in step with the Spirit? If the Spirit says go, you go... Spirit says, back up. All right? All right. It's like a dance. And who's the leader? He's leading me in this dance, right? We're gonna we're gonna dance, but I'm not I'm not stepping on toes. I'm not trying to lead. I'm we're just he's leading. So we don't submit again to the yoke of slavery, but we do yield to the Holy Spirit. Clear? All right. For freedom, Christ has set you free. I want you to close your eyes for a second. I want to recount for you the true gospel. Be justified. By faith in Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit, 
for freedom from sin and victory over death. I'm going to say it again. I want you to open your eyes, your ears, your mind spiritually. That's why I'm asking you to close your eyes physically. So you can focus on spiritual things. The true gospel. Do you believe this? Is this where you are? Be justified, declared righteous, by faith in Jesus, receiving the Spirit for freedom from sin and victory over death. Now if that's the plan you're on, whoo, we're in a good spot. If you're adding or subtracting anything from that, I think there's a warning signal going off. And I think today's a day that you need to choose freedom. Don't be bound up by other things. Be free in the Gospel to follow Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit perfectly. Can I say that? Like, I mean, I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm saying Jesus is perfect. Father God, seal this on our hearts. Help people not to walk away thinking this is cheap grace. It's just grace. Help people not to walk away thinking, man, but I need a list of do's and don'ts. I need it black and white. It's so much easier. It feels good. God, if we could just follow Your Spirit day by day, if we could just listen to You, we would be free. Free from worrying what the world thinks. Free from worrying what man thinks. Free to live and breathe for as long as You see fit. Free to serve You and tell others about Your vast love for them every second I draw breath. Freedom, God, to be who I am, comfortable in my own skin, not judging others and not being judged by others. Applying grace. Choosing faith. Living out love. God, may it be so in my life. May it be so in those who have heard this. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's get to some participation. Are you guys ready?